Hi, this is Nirmal Bhansali and you're listening to another episode of the Curiosec podcast. From the work perspective currently, I am a partner at the BCG, Boston Consulting Group. BCG is one of the largest management consulting firms in the world. As a person, I have always been interested in the kind of paths that people take once they finish studying. And I'm at that stage in law school where I'm also thinking about the different paths and the different choices that I'll have to make once I finish graduation. Over the course of one of those random discussions that you end up having with your friends about the future, a friend of mine he suggested that I look up consulting, and that actually piqued my interest. I began to read up about it. and i began to wonder what a consultant's life looks like that's how i ended up in a conversation with vipin gupta the person who you just heard in the clip before he's a partner at bcg and he's been a consultant for the past decade or so i wanted to know from him about the life of a consultant and how he ended up where he is currently and as part of that uh, what we do is we help many of the large uh private and public companies uh solve some of the challenging problems they have uh in their lines of business and this could range across industries across uh from let's say telecom to media to healthcare to uh, <clears throat> uh to some of the government entities as well as uh we do fair fair bit of work in what we call social impact uh so some of the social problems as well and could range of could be range of topics from strategy to organization to change management to new business build okay market entry etc so that's the that's the this mm, kind of work what bcg does and as a partner i lead uh, a set of um, lead our relationship with set of clients and with those clients working with the c suite in those clients uh, help them solve some of the problems they have Okay, so as I understand, you've been in the company for a really long time now. How, how now, long? Now I've been here now close to ten, close to ten years, almost ten years. Close to ten years. So let's just go before that. Now, okay. Uh, growing up, uh, what is it that you still carry with you even now of the past? Interesting. So I think I'm not sure in terms of what what aspects uh, you really want to drill down here. but for example what attracted me to consulting uh, in the first place i mean when i was in b school and before that <clears throat> i didn't know much about consulting but i think one of the one of the key traits for me about always has been just being being curious and curiosity uh, about many things and i okay. think that has always prompted me to look for uh, new avenues new subjects new topics uh, and as consulting obviously provides you a lot of that uh, yeah. you could you could be talking to very different clients of different natures could be solving very different types of problems as well as the nature of work at least in the early stage of the consulting career uh could change every 3 to 6 months right because you could move to a different client yeah. different problem so it provides you a lot of variety a lot of uh, and keeps your uh, curiosity and keeps your appetite for curiosity uh, satiated from that way so you're saying that as a kid you're naturally curious do you think 
was well, what kind what were you doing as a kid then exploring in terms of your curiosity like what were you doing no generally? i think uh, just uh, getting into new stuff reading new stuff learning new stuff uh, i think uh, for example even though i was doing engineering even before that uh, i had multiple other interest in terms of the reading so i could i would read uh, a lot about history for example uh, okay. i would read a lot about archaeology uh and i think that space separately has exploded quite a bit so that's a different story but i used to read a lot about different subjects different topics uh, uh in in both the languages hindi and english uh oh, tried many authors yeah so i i i mean hindi used to be my primary language i think till 10 plus 2 and i have read a wow, lot of okay. hindi literature I have, I have never really read Hindi literature yeah. apart from like the second language, CBSE Hindi textbook. At the time when Vipin was finishing his twelfth in '99, it coincided with the period when the software industry was booming in our country. Infosys and Wipro were becoming the top most companies across that industry, and there was this huge demand for engineers in that space, which was one of the reasons why Vipin eventually decided to take up engineering, and he joined IIT BHU. he spent 4 years there and he took up some electives over that period which also set the foundation for him to eventually join IIM Ahmedabad so what did it feel like when you got selected no i think what it's a feeling? it's a great feeling it's uh, <laughs> it these are one of the toughest uh, institutions or the academic institutions to get into hmm. uh, if you just and not that i mean partly it is just a supply and demand uh, but if you just see from a ratio perspective obviously uh, people will say am ahmedabad is difficult to get into than howard uh, just in terms of the number of application and number of uh, uh, admits not that uh, that the ahmedabad is probably bigger greater or uh, better school than howard but at least from a supply demand ratio perspective it is obviously a difficult school to get in so yes i think it's a great feeling to to get selected to get that uh, to get that letter where ahmedabad or any other i mean all the other campuses when they invite you to join the program so absolutely and uh, then how how was your initial time in ahmedabad i guess it's a two year course so what is the course like yes i think uh, partly it was a bit of a culture shock uh, i think uh, culture shock because as i said the academic rigor in bhu was not very high and and ahmedabad is complete uh, opposite oh, of that okay. right so the first year in ahmedabad is uh, really strong and high academic rigor uh, you are literally on your toes Uh, all the time mm, because the workload is quite a lot of uh, a lot of it is mm, not the individual assignments etc mm. but the group studies and all uh, and it's uh, i think it's a uh, that's where you learn also that because the group is a set of diverse people uh, both in terms of their uh, 
abilities and the capabilities as well as their interest their working styles dynamics etc right so how do you make it work uh, and how do you still do and finish everything on time with the high quality output which is expected right uh, if, if these are individual assignments you could say that okay i would slack off this one i would not do this one i would do this in the last day when the assignment is due mm. i would do this uh, i would just finish it off and then see uh, right when you are work when most of these are group assignments you have to take the group along right you have okay. to uh, there's some sense of right? responsibility uh, some sense of responsibility it also ensures uh, that because you are not just accountable for yourself you can't say that okay this is an assignment i would just do a quick and dirty job of it right mm-hmm. because the whole group uh, is taking responsibility of of that right so in a way it teaches you many things outside that assignment uh, just in terms of how to work in the groups how to mm-hmm. make uh, how to get the right work out of your group and team uh, all that uh, so i think the first year experience at amdavad was quite a culture shock Uh, okay from a academic rigor perspective also just the quality of peers or the quality of students you have right so every one of them is a incredibly smart individual and just being in that company it also throws you a challenge that you want to there are times when you want to prove to yourself that you are good enough and you belong there right uh so to be honest feel... in vhu i never never tried uh, even for that right uh, academics wise the focus was that as long as you sail through uh, and you enjoy your time uh, in those four years was probably enough enough and that was the primary uh, objective it was never on my mind that i need to prove to myself or i need to get uh, very good grades and this and that etc i think uh, in amdavad you also a with your i mean there is fair bit of time which has passed by the time you enter engineering to the time you enter the b school so there is a bit more maturity with the age obviously uh, also mm, you realize that given the way given the whole, the way whole environment is the way it is set up the way uh, it just makes you stand up and take notice uh, and so there were instances where you felt like at least at that point of time when you just entered i am in the bar where you felt that you weren't good enough or no, no you just like? feel that oh wow i am in these uh, great halls of hey <laughs> uh, give me an example a, a great institution right uh, and you think uh, that do you do you belong here right uh, are you good enough to be here right uh, and you want to prove to yourself you want to prove to the world that yes uh, you belong here you are good enough to be there towards the end of a two year program in amhedabad mba graduates are generally known to make one of two choices you either end up joining an investment banking firm or you end up in a management consulting firm Vipin was sure that he didn't like investment banking but he wasn't really clear about taking up management consulting eventually he decided to take that leap and he joined Boston Consulting Group so i did my 
I landed in BCG. We had a week-long orientation, etc. I got into a first assignment, uh, which was a in Bangalore. Uh, so while I was based in Gurgaon, mm. uh, so it involved this whole Monday to Thursday, Monday to Friday travel, which was absolutely. a new thing for me okay. uh, a new way of living life uh, so i think that was one part of the you know about it but you have never done it right so it's still okay. uh, and i was i was married right so yeah. me and bharti uh, it took us some time to adjust to that kind of a uh, lifestyle etc i think the second part which is more the more related to work in terms of you realize that the companies pay really big dollars for you uh, for okay. someone someone who is out just outside the college right so intrinsically you always feel that okay uh, you need to you need to obviously uh, give your best and you need to make sure that uh, there is a both the firm's reputation as your as well as your reputation on the line but i think before that you just find yourself in the middle of uh, this really great set of people i think uh, and talking about i mean i think the first few days uh, at bcg when i when i started that assignment i was still coming to terms with right because you have no understanding of the industry correct uh, yeah you have you don't understand the organization very well right so it's a very steep first principle learning curve uh, which you need to ride quickly and then uh, start being productive uh, from that sense start okay. applying applying your own lens to the problems uh, and literally bring more first first principle problem solving uh, a fresh thinking etc right uh, so i think uh, what hits you is a very steep learning curve b this whole different lifestyle where you're living out of suitcase monday to thursday monday to friday right uh, and the third is that you are in the middle of these incredibly smart people both from bcg as well as from the client side and uh, you are just trying to on some of those things you really have a different perspective but you you think about okay i'm completely new to this this doesn't make sense the way these guys are so doing this could you give me an example for this i mean i there was a at at the first assignment i was doing uh this was a IT services uh, software company okay uh, etc we were trying to streamline uh, their software testing or the application testing uh, part of the business and there were things in the way processes were done or the way uh, they were structured which won't make sense to you okay. very first principle because i'm completely new right but you are thinking about but that's how they have been doing things for the last uh, umpteen number of years 
and i'm sure all of these guys are smart guys does it make sense for me to point that out does it make sense for me to say that i mean and i think that's where the uh, bcg as a company is uh, i think the way our whole internal problem solving process works so we have this great concept of called case team meeting where okay. uh, the whole team will come together uh, maybe once a week uh, or twice a week depending on uh, various case to case but it's just a place where everyone will talk about the problems the challenges the open issue and very openly i think you might be someone might be a partner someone might be a project leader someone might might be a new associate but that's a great level place where everyone will just talk about uh, what what they what they think about the problem at hand hmm. right uh, and there is no senior or junior there is no uh, it's the idea it's the uh, thought process it's the point of view which matters and i think that really gets you going uh, and once you get the confidence let's say you put forth something on the table and yes your partner or your uh, engagement manager says yes i think that's a really good way to look at this right you you start getting some of that confidence that yes uh, okay right uh, maybe so, maybe they are doing thing, things this way for n number of years but probably i'm right <laughs> so did they did you end up changing anything in that it service company you do i mean most of the clients uh, i think the objective is to do that uh, and at that client also we uh, provided a set of recommendations uh, which were very helpful in the initial years of consulting you have to climb a steep learning curve you have to work in industries and businesses of which you know nothing about and you probably would have never even heard of the companies that you're working for and the second thing is you have to travel a lot when i was living with vipin and his family they just come back from a vacation and as soon as the vacation got over vipin had to fly out for a consultancy trip that week and the week after that and the week after that while these trips have helped vipin save up a lot of flyer miles which he then uses for his family's vacations it definitely did take some toll on him it does feel overwhelming i mean uh, there could mention, there could be just like you're just thrown into this entire there, new... there could be bad weeks i mean uh, where you are just working insane number of hours right uh, and along with all the travel etc uh, so let's say if you are away from your family for monday to thursday monday to friday you come home and the weekend also is working obviously that throws yeah. uh, its own set of challenges so yes there are times when it feels overwhelming there are times when it feels why am i doing this uh, there are times where you feel that uh, is this all worth it or not but uh, i think i'm sure that is true for any job right uh, it's just that more often than not are you feeling satisfied are you are you looking back in the rear view mirror and say that okay that was something uh, that was some 
real shit which we did uh, and we achieved uh, either for us or for the client etc as long as that gives you satisfaction i think uh, it makes the journey so worthwhile. you felt that you were getting the satisfaction constantly i think yes i mean more often than not you and that's how that's why you decide to stay on or uh, stick to a particular career right if you, if more often than not if you're not satisfied if you're not uh, looking back if you don't feel that you achieved something or either you developed into a better uh, person better human being or you helped solve some uh, challenges or you didn't deliver the impact if you if you're not getting that sense uh, then you will not stick around right sooner or later uh, every individual will will call that out right so yes i think uh, you look back and you feel that yes uh, this was worth doing so you stuck for okay now it's been like more than a decade and it's you been, have to it's been 10 years but i think i made it a point to at least uh, every 18 to 24 months to at least think about whether what i'm doing is worth continuing or not right okay, uh, so, so it's a it's a measured and cons considered decision at every on, stage at uh, at different stages and not just because it's status quo uh, right so every 18 to 24 months or i mean i don't uh, measure that very religiously but at least four or five times i, I would have thought about that whatever i'm doing uh, am i happy doing that should i consider something else and yes there are there have been times when i thought yes let me consider something else there are times when i have spoken to headhunters uh, thought about uh, offers at the table uh, i have never gone ahead and done a job interview in these 10 years but at least but i have spoken to a large number of headhunters to to understand what are the different roles different offers etc what what got you to offers. stick in those instances where where you were considering a different avenue no i think uh, see sometimes as i said there could be instances where just because you're feeling overwhelming and just because you think i mean i remember when we had uh, an uh, he was, I think, uh, six, seven months. And I was doing this uh, engagement, which was uh, somewhere in Chhattisgarh, Odisha. Uh, uh, and I was traveling Monday to Thursday, Monday to Friday. Uh, and I didn't think it was worth my while. Uh, and I said that, okay, I'm not, I, I'm not doing this, right, and I decided to talk uh, to some people, etc. But then I finished that and I started doing something else in, uh, I mean, BCG also has been very supportive in that, right, so there are people you could go and talk to, I, I went and spoke to some of the partners uh, I was close to at that point in time, mm. uh, <coughs> and uh, BCG made sure that I get something to do in Delhi. Uh, so after, I think I finished that and for the next uh, 12, 12 months or so, I was uh, 
I was working in Delhi. So uh, you were able to spend time. So exactly, you were able to spend time. So obviously, the firm makes sure that if you are. So I didn't feel that it was worth my while when I was traveling and doing all that. I reached out to some people. Uh, they obviously helped me give some perspective in terms of how, what's the right way to manage that, as well as uh, talk to the right people internally and get me to a. Uh, more local spend more time in delhi and cr which allowed me to spend more time with family right uh, and then when that happens you and you know that uh, if you if you speak up if you talk about what you're going through there are always people who are willing to help you when you enter the consulting industry generally the mindset of the beginners in that industry is that you're supposed to provide solutions to big business problems in fact that was one of the things i came across when i was doing general reading about consulting as well that it is about providing solutions to various problems of businesses vipin told me that was one of the things that he had to change when he entered the industry when you join the consulting you have this notion of that this is all about problem solving i think okay, wait, it's not <laughs> and i think it's necessary but not the sufficient condition you solve the problems but you also have to then make sure that these are i mean uh, to see the impact hmm. uh, of those solutions you have to make sure that the those recommendations are implemented uh which by the way is not as easy as it sounds not as easy as it sounds right so in the first few years i would think about that wow i have cracked this open right i know exactly what they should do right but the client may or may not be able to implement those uh sometimes uh sometimes with the good intentions and sometimes not so i mean there will be times when there will be a lot of organizational dynamic in in place right uh, what one stakeholder wants to do mm. versus what another stakeholder wants to do right etc uh, etc et there will be times where you will realize that actually the client doesn't have the talent pool of the quality of bcg obviously <laughs> yeah right okay and hence it's very important for you to make sure that uh, you enable the client in right ways that they are able to follow through on the good work you have That's done it. and it just doesn't fall off right so uh, i mean i i remember for a uh, one of the telecom clients of ours very early i think i was it was my second year i i built a very really amazing what i thought was a amazing pricing uh, mechanism mechanism and pricing tool right uh, there was a lot of clutter with respect to pricing in the market i felt a lot of that could be cleared up uh, and i thought that i had built a really great tool they just didn't have the right talent or the manpower uh, the right kind of talent to 
take it over and run it, run with it uh, okay. so while the first set of um, recommendations were launched the pilots were successful but after that they just weren't able to carry it on right so i think this whole notion that you come with the notion that it's all about problem solving uh as i said that's a necessary but not the sufficient condition oh, right? so that uh, sort of you had uh, to change your ways yes right uh, and even if it means sometimes to get to the 80% uh of the answer but that's the that's an answer which the client will be able to implement and which the client will be able to uh take it through and follow it up uh is a much better outcome than trying to create a very perfect suit uh, 100% oh. right answer uh, and which you say in some to, sense so how how, how do you how do you balance this. how do you balance uh, knowing what the client's abilities are and the way organizational dynamic is working at the client right so i mean you start re- realizing more and more that the the ways you enable the client the ways you make the change management happen how that is probably more important part of delivering the impact than actually just the solving a really challenging, challenging problem, problem. Uh, that's a first step but uh, it's not but the only step they're supposed to take step, right? and in the first five years of the job i think i i had multiple instances where i realized that while working in bcg over the years vipin was able to climb that steep learning curve and rise through the ranks and become partner now as a partner vipin has a lot of control over what he does and he also deals with a diverse range of business problems for a pay tv provider we were trying to do customer experience reimagination and i think uh, uh we did great work uh, for them we are un- just understanding what causes customer dissonance what causes customer delight okay. right at what point in time you need to step in how much empowerment you need to have uh for your people at the front uh for them to deliver this and how to have the right balance of that i think uh, was a fantastic piece of work and uh, f- delivered good outcomes uh, good outcomes for the client uh, f- and there are very different nature of the problems uh, very recently for example we were doing uh, a margin enhancement program for one of our clients okay. uh, now cost reduction or margin enhancement by definition at times may sound very uh banal or very simplistic right yeah, yeah, there I is mean, basically there is cut cost like, what what like uh, but how do you how do you do that how do you uh bring in the right set of controls how do you bring in right right set of processes etc how do you make sure that you are so i think there are two or three uh consideration a that you make sure you're cutting the fat and not cutting the muscle okay right okay uh, <laughs> nice of putting it right so you're taking out the fat in the organization 
but you are not intrinsically hampering the ability to grow uh, or function uh, uh, function correctly right uh, the second thing is how do you make it sustainable right how do you make sure that the cost you take out today do not creep back tomorrow right because so that how do you ensure that those those how do you put in place the measures so that the cost take out is sustainable and for that a lot of times you have to change the ways of working for the people etc right you have to get them to be used to a new ways of working yeah, right yeah. Uh, uh, and some of those are easier said than done uh, actually right <laughs> so even in a uh, project uh, which is a cost take out or a margin enhancement you just have to be i think uh, the team did fantastic piece of work and really proud of that so there are instances multiple instances i think even in the last 5 years and different facets of that uh, from the strategy work from the uh, some of the due diligence transaction advisory work uh, to some of the even cost take out uh, etc all the different kind of work i think is just in and the satisfaction obviously you get that it's because the client pays typically a top dollar uh, mm. for a firm like bcg it's not that they won't call you for trivial set of problems okay okay right uh, uh, and i think hence there is always a self selection bias right you are working on some of the challenging problems and That's obviously there. if you if you solve them uh, it naturally does, feels good it, it does so what do you currently let's say like top i don't know maybe not the top thing but what do you currently enjoy the most about this job no i think a that it still provides you avenues it still has a lot of intellectual curiosity so i think the essence is not gone okay uh, even now you think you you do you are yeah, able to explore different projects absolutely despite every, having this 10 years of experience in this every time you start a new project uh, even i mean it's no longer the case that i will go into a new industry with every project i mean uh, most of my work is what we call in tmt technology mm-hmm. media and telecom so most of my clients will be coming from these industries and having spent a lot of time in these industries i have a good sense of each of that so it's not that uh, from a you will go to a new industry all the time now which was the case when you are a let's say associate or a consultant etc right uh, where you will learn uh, for three months you are in cement and then three months in, t- in telecom and maybe three months uh, into something completely different but it's still the whole intellectual curiosity and because you are still solving some of the really challenging problems right so even in the same industry uh, for example we were trying to reimagine the customer experience mm. and it's again a completely blank canvas in a sense and you are looking at uh, some of the challenging problems and saying okay how do we solve this right so it's not that as a partner you step away from core problem solving or okay. uh, 
not in not involved in the problem solving part right you still very much involved at the problem solving you still spend a lot of time with the teams it's just that you have more leverage i mean you you look at the problem and you say that okay these are my top three top five hypotheses and let's go ahead and test this out right uh, and you have a team at your disposal which helps you do that you have a set of experts uh, in bcg who would have probably dealt with a similar problem or either in the same industry or in a different industry at a click of a button almost you can reach out to many of them and validate what you are thinking about not thinking about so i think that is still the most exciting part of the job for me which is uh, just the whole uh, solving really difficult problems being in the company of all those smart individuals i mean i look at some of the new associates consultants etc and they are incredibly smart bunch of people right so even with from them every day you learn something new right so i think the essence of the job continues to be the same whether you are a associate or a part i mean when i was an associate mm. or and now when i'm a partner it's it's not that steep a learning curve but you still surprise yourself and you still learn something new almost uh, every day uh, you are still in the company of some of those incredibly incredibly smart okay uh, yeah. uh, talented bunch of people uh, at that point in time most of those guys were i uh, i mean uh, senior than me now both senior and junior uh, i think uh, the firm allows you a platform where you have the right uh, you have the right access as well as the calling card to go and talk to some of these really senior guys in the industry understand the challenges they have uh, uh, give a perspective point of view to them as well as the firm obviously provides a platform uh, to connect to uh, a set of expert and expertise and talent uh, globally uh, for you to do that right so i think the again the essence of the job remains the same it still excites me the same way the way it excited when me probably when i joined bcg oh that that's surprising i mean like what uh, at least like from what i have gathered is that despite the intense amount of work pressure that you have like despite the overwhelming feeling not being able to spend time with your family but obviously that turned out to be better over the end it was still possible for you to explore uh, your curiosity and probably work at these intellectual challenges in the space like that that that's something that that's surprising i mean that's that's nice like to hear about a place yes and if if that's not there then why would you stay at the end of the day uh, you every i mean every job i'm sure has a set of compromises in consulting travel brings the biggest compromise and if you're traveling for the long periods of time i think the other thing which happens is as you become a bit more senior you probably are not traveling as much uh, you're traveling as much but you are more often than not you're spending more nights at home uh, 
so when you are an associate or a consultant you could be traveling monday to thursday every week because you are on a particular assignment and on that particular assignment you are if that is not in the the city you are based in then you are monday to thursday you are out right now as you become principal as you become partner uh, you are dealing with um, more than one client uh, at a point in time uh, you are having multiple conversations with people in the industry etc right so for example i would not be in the same location monday to thursday four days uh, at a stretch uh, okay. okay so you is. could still be monday in bangalore tuesday in bombay uh, wednesday in delhi right thursday again in bangalore that could still be the scenario but you will spend more nights at home uh, <laughs> than than you will do as an associate probably so was the travel part exciting initially or like or, or did you did it become that cause sort of compromise as you mentioned towards towards the later part of your career no, i mean i think that changes by the individual i always loved traveling and as i said i mean part of the history archaeology interest was also with the seeing new places uh, traveling uh, okay. traveling new places exploring the history or the core of those new cities etc not that uh, all the travel you do as part of the work allows yeah. you to do that i mean many a times you land in a city in the morning you do your work do your meetings uh, take out the la- yeah, so take the last flight out take the last flight out yeah uh, but uh, it does allow you to do that sometimes right so i think travel travel was not a problem obviously that the fact that you are away from the family because of travel for three four nights sometime uh that was the compromising part right uh, uh, over time as that get resolved plus as you do rotations even as a associates consultant etc mm. uh if you're doing one engagement somewhere and then you're doing another engagement uh, which is local right uh, things get things balanced work out. Uh, things work out what i have heard in this entire interview is a lot of positive things about the way like the company has been supporting you and how the job despite the challenges that you face you inevitably find support around you to continue with the space but what i would like to know is something that you dislike about this job or something that you dislike about the place that you're working in or about this profession itself so firstly i think it's not just the company or the job which makes you do that i think it's a function of many things uh, obviously bcg is a great place huh. uh, but at the same time i think to make all of this happen you personally need to take a lot of effort right. uh, on the home side your family needs to be very supportive and understanding on many things i think uh, bharti has been a great sport over the years i think it's not been easy to be traveling at at times and i think even now uh, it's a it's a fair bit of travel uh, mm. it's not that i'm out of 
out of town as i said for the four five nights at a stretch but it still is uh, can be a fair bit of travel right so i think uh it's not just the bcg which is uh, but yeah the there is obviously bcg provides you platform but how much effort you make how much effort your family is able to make uh and how you are able to bring all of that together uh creates a bit of a uh positive experience uh, which can work for some people and may not be able to work for, for some, some other yeah, yeah i think coming back to the second point of the question which is what do i not like uh about this role i think eight uh, there are there are a few things uh, it can be really intense okay so uh working hours can be quite long and uh even now even now i mean and it's i'm i'm not talking about myself yeah. but i'm in, in general, general what the yeah. uh, what this line of work uh, or what the consulting is all about uh so it can be fairly fairly intense i think uh, right be it at the end of the day it is client service business right so as you said earlier there are there are skeptics mm. about consulting etc and it's very i mean i don't think i don't like that aspect but i'm saying it changes a lot partner to partner right uh, obviously every firm has a set of values uh right and we stick to those values and every individual uh, has their own value system and hmm. moral compass of things right uh, things we should do and things we should not do right uh, uh but at the end of the day every management consulting firm is run by its partners and the partners are fairly entrepreneurial uh in choosing what they want to do right so uh, i think a lot of skepticism which you hear uh, is down to is down to that right so as a partner you can decide to do that okay for example if my client comes to me hmm. and says i need help on this and if i believe i could be very commercially oriented and say that okay if he needs help uh, right who am i to question that and let me provide help to do that it's mm. a commercial opportunity for me right uh, or you can take a stance that saying do you really want help on this right is this a type of problem you're trying to solve or uh, okay. right uh, and obviously that has uh, impact on short term commercially but longer term i think it builds your relationship makes your relationship much stronger with the client uh so i think there is there is a part about this business where people can still be more commercially oriented uh than is than, required than they should be uh-huh. right uh, and obviously it's every individual's own uh Hmm. judgment hmm. Uh, about these things but uh, and that is what sometimes gives 
genesis to the, some of these jokes that the consultant <laughs> borrow your bo- watch and tell you the time right uh, uh, so you know there recently there was a great article i think either in hbr or something that how firms like mckinsey bcg etc uh, prepare the consultants to deal solve some of these problems deal with uh, and create this acceptance resonance etc so oh. yes uh, i mean uh, some of that uh, but i think a it can be really intense and it could be effect it could affect the work life balance uh, i think that's one part of the job which probably still is a little bit unsolved uh, mm. and the second part of the job is as i was saying it's everyone's individual judgment but uh, at the end of the day we are in client service business and we need to make sure all of us it's not about bcg i'm saying i'm saying in general my in observation the, on the consulting correct yeah uh, industry as a whole uh, we need to make sure that we are we truly have clients uh, genuine interest at heart and okay. uh, that is what gives us the true advisor position uh, right uh, and that shouldn't be taken lightly ever uh, personally i found it surprising that even after 10 years you can continue to have a satisfying experience in a corporate and a competitive setup like the one in bcg where you're supposed to rise up through the ranks and you have these restrictions when it comes to promotions etc it was really nice to hear that about a place and it definitely gave me some hope about entering the well the real world i mean like in a hypothetical situation if there's something you wanted to tell that your past 20 year old self is there something you would like to tell him if so what it is and why well, i think one thing if you could go back and tell you would tell that just go ahead and do things which feel right to you i think uh, you never make grave enough mistakes that you can't recover from uh, there is no such thing uh, like that right so go ahead and don't stress upon so much on choices i think uh, we all stress upon on many choices uh, okay which iit to choose which branch of engineering to choose which job i should take uh whether i should do this or not right uh, this will look great on my cv but this is what i really want to do at least i thought quite a lot about the choices i was making yeah yeah uh maybe i still made the right choices maybe i didn't nobody knows right uh, but a lot of uh, thought process involved but but there was a lot of thought process involved right uh, so i think one advice would be just go be instinctive about um, what you want to do um, i mean this is quite ironic coming no. from a consultant <laughs> who spends hours just researching on data points and data sets <laughs> it is it is i think uh, all i'm saying is that for example i chose to go to mm, bhu right mm. i 
I, I mean, and uh, not to some other IIT which probably was much higher on academic rigor and this and that, etc. Mm. I think uh, I still ended up back at Ahmedabad, and that is where I could have ended up even if I would have gone to. Uh, but then the experience I got in those four years uh, mm. beyond academics was probably. Uh, fantastic and uh, beyond Correct. what I can describe, right? Uh, in our mind, the the visualization of life is that you make choices, and those choices, like a branching of the trees, keep going divergent from each other. Uh, all I'm saying that there are many branches, there are always paths which help you converge more often. Not. I mean, this whole visualization of that. Okay, right now I have three choices. If I go on this path, then there are three more choices, and life seems more diverging. It actually probably is not. There is always a possibility to either track back or choose a path which will get you to the same converging answer which you would have otherwise gone on. I hope you enjoyed that interview with Vipin Gupta. I really like to thank him for agreeing to do this and allowing me to pick his brain about the consulting business. You can find Curisect on any of the various social media platforms like Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Let us know what you think about the show. Any feedback is valuable and please do share and subscribe on wherever you're following the podcast.